0: KBZE, Booze League Radio is on the air. Booze League Radio. Wiley Withers. The Commish. Stephen Orr, Otter. This is the Boozecast.
1: Broadcasting live from the Mission Oaks Cafe. To women, beer and song. May none of them be flat
0: Good day everybody and thank you for listening in. I am Otter. with me always is the beloved plaid clad commish.
1: That's my uniform baby
0: as always So uh, again thank you all for listening in. Uh, you can check out what you have missed on uh, boozeleague.com also give us a give us a look at our Instagram and Twitter at boozelea. Um, for previous shows, you can look at our website, and we are also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio.
1: And all the great things we're going to do today, Otter, are also going to be up there as well. Um, we're going to give a, the old booze and tug update, um, because we actually crushed the Unfiltered Gentleman in, in Fantasy.
0: They didn't even stand a chance. No,
1: so we got to make sure that we get to that, because there's nothing better than than exerting your dominance over these weaklings that uh, assume that they can play fantasy with us. You can't sit with us. You can't play fantasy with us. Not today. Not in my house. So we're going into that. We got some news from the Otter. We're also going to do another round of vinyl libations. Uh, We got a drink coming up called Southern Psychedelia that uses absinthe. So we're going to go into that and kind of uh, review what that is all about. Uh, But let's uh, let's get this day going.
0: The beer of the day.
1: So the beer of the day, we are back at the Mission Oaks Cafe, um, and they are very good supporters of Institution Ales here, Uh, Camarillo's first brewery. So today we actually have a maple brown ale, comes in at uh, 6% ABV. Alcohol. Uh, The untapped score on this one is 3.79. We're sticking with our average there, being right in the mid threes for all the beers we have. The BA rating is 87, which is the highest we've done so far for our beer of the day. So our beer of the day uh, today is... Again, coming from Institution Ales, one of the regular ones in circulation. It is The Restraint. So The Restraint, uh, if you're looking for a similar beer to Restraint, uh, which I know uh, Camarillo, uh, being a Camarillo-based brewery, you don't necessarily have distribution to everybody out there that listens to the show. But if you did want to try something very similar, I would try something from Dogfish Head uh, called Indian Brown Ale. Rogue Ales has Hazelnut Brown Nectar. It's very similar as well. Sierra Nevada has the Autumn Brown, uh, the Tumbler, I think it's called, uh, which is an Autumn Brown Ale. And, of course, Moose Drool, which you can find pretty much everywhere as well. Now, you might be wondering why it is that you're listening here to this right now, this this song. Can I give you a hint as to why we're listening to this song right now? Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd take a hint. Right, the hint is from Peter Frampton. Peter Kenneth Frampton, and the name of the song is "Restraint."
0: Well, I'll be damned.
1: See what I did there? I was very, very clever this time around. That was
0: very clever indeed.
1: So, Kenneth, uh, Peter Kenneth Frampton was born in England in Bromley, to be exact, uh, back in 1950. His very first uh, album that really made a breakthrough was Frampton Comes Alive. That was 1976. So if you look on Wikipedia and look down his uh, biggest hits, they kind of read like a very successful first date. Show me the way. Baby, I love your way. Do you feel like we do? I'm in you. (laughs) What was that last one? I'm in you. One more time? I am in you. (laughs) So that is uh, Peter Frampton. This uh, one is actually off the 2010 album. Thank you, Mr. Churchill kind of a later you can always tell when they're doing it later because the uh, the liner notes on this says frampton is out to prove that he's lost nothing with age
0: <laughs> so uh is it tell me tell me a little fact about him is it true that he is a strict vegetarian
1: he is a strict vegetarian there is no meat that enters his body so <laughs> <laughs>
0: if only you could say the same
1: how dare you <laughs> um now he has he is actually a u.s citizen now he lives in nashville um, he became a U.S. citizen after 9-11 because uh, he wanted to vote and have a, an impact on what was going on in the world. So um, cheers to Mr. Frampton. I mean, I, I always kind of feel like these old rockers once they get to this age. And this song's okay, but it doesn't blow my, my socks off. But it is named Restraint, so I had to go with it. Not a bad song, and I do love me a little Peter Frampton. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Well, Otter, that is our beer of the day. Cheers, and uh, we're going on to round one. Round one. you <laughs>
0: I think I'll have a beer. Say my name. And for all of you listening with us, this is the time where you uh, put it up and you, you take a little drink or a big
1: drink. Yeah, we, we're getting through about every 10 minutes. We're going to do another round. So if you can keep up with us, you know that you've had a very, very good day. Um, so that was round one, and uh, now we're on to Otter with the News.
0: Banning the Globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze too. This is the Booze Line News with and intrepid pub reporter, Stephen Lee Anto. Booze League Radio. News, news, news. Always something scotch, in the scotch, news. Scotch, 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 Scotch. scotch. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know about you, but whenever I go to the uh, the barber shop get my my old mane trimmed down, I get a little beer when I wait.
1: That's become kind of a thing with these yeah. kind of uh, bougie barbershops that you get a little something to wait, yeah, you and also like a, a hot towel on you or something at the end.
0: Something. <laughs> so, uh, so talking about one of the uh, largest retailers there are, um, Nordstrom. So, they're actually going to be opening up a little a little boutique store in L.A. that is going to offer beer and wine to their to their customers.
1: Okay, so just beer and wine, or do they do you get to drink while you shop?
0: So basically, how it is, um, and I assume this is the same for for many retailers out there, is that um, online shopping has taken over. So traffic through the stores are not doing is not doing like as well as, as it used to. You don't have that many people going into a store and buying merchandise, which right. is you know like how stores came about. So with the whole like the advancement in online shopping. Um, you know people are just buying online and if anything going into the stores to return things so uh nordstrom's idea is you know kind of along the whole high-end barber shops and nail salons how they mm-hmm. offer you a drink to kind of attract customers to come in granted you can't get your haircut online yet <laughs> um it's, it's coming there'll be some <laughs> it, internet there will be Flobey. an app for that you remember but, uh, the Flowby, right the the floby.
1: It was a combination vacuum and uh, like hair cutting kind of thing. Oh, like, you're thinking
0: of the suck cut from Wayne's World.
1: No, no, that, that was based off the floby. Oh, really? Yeah, no, no the floby was a real thing. <laughs> oh boy, thing, it really does which, suck. Which, <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, any anyone. This is the era of the pet rock, I think, though. So, I mean, they weren't really. <laughs> anyway, no, sorry to interrupt, but I, mean, <laughs> I had to mention. Actually, the flo-by. speaking
0: of that Nordstrom, I mean, we we've seen some interesting things from them. Oh. Um I mean, we were talking about that pair of. Of like what was it like six hundred and fifty dollars jeans that looks like yeah, they were just coated just, in mud. Right, mud
1: right. They got mud painted on
0: that. And then actually, I think at one point they actually were selling the pet rock as well. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the whole the whole store on this Nordstrom thing, it's going to be opening up in LA, I think uh, next month in October. Give me two. And it's going to be like a boot, like a, like a little store using beer and wine to like kind of uh, attract people in there, and you can try things on. You can but you can't buy anything there. So everything is going to be strictly sales. So you can have things delivered to the store, but you just go, you try things on, they don't actually have merchandise there.
1: So basically what happens is then you show up, you get yourself a beer, um, you try on any number of things from the rack, figure out your size, mm-hmm. finish your beer, pay for your beer, and then you come have to come back to get it and then try it on to make sure. Almost like when you get a tux for a wedding where you try it exactly. on and you have to go back. Yeah, and but they're going to, But they I have guess- a bar there.
0: There's going to be a bar. They'll they'll also actually have, you know, like if ladies or I guess some guys too want to get like a manicure or a pedicure, they can do that um and they're going to be staffed with like personal stylists and tailors so like if you order something you need them like hemmed, like your jeans hemmed up or whatever i don't have that problem because usually if anything like i need a you got few waters yeah I- <laughs> a few extra <laughs> inches added on but yes yeah, so, i mean
1: <laughs> you are one tall talking Mova. about
0: using using booze as a tool to get people to shop and i'm okay with that
1: you're not the same giraffe from last night get out of here <laughs> wow that i think that's actually a really good idea honestly yeah. um I'd be curious to see how that goes. I think you'll probably get a lot of people that'll poo poo it at the beginning. Yeah. But honestly, I think that's a really good idea. And uh, you know,
0: a little, a little quote that they had on their on their article, and we'll we'll be posting a link to the article for those that want to read it and follow along. Um, and here it is: it's uh "There's nothing like making yourself beautiful with a nice buzz going."
1: Oh my god!
0: And, and to that we drink. Am I right? Oh, cheers <laughs> to that, sir.
1: Cheers. <laughs> I think literally they just found, like, two new customers. There, there can't be a better way to say that to get my ass in that door. I'll tell you what. Boozecast draft from there? From Nordstrom's? <laughs> Done. Potentially. Let's, let's make that happen. we got to get Melman back on board as our producer so that we can <laughs> Seriously. Uh, hook that up. She'll spend her whole time shopping, though. That old devil hooch has turned her into the unsightly person you see before you. I'm very much into that.
0: So, so here in America, moving on to something different. Here in America, we've got about 5,500 breweries or so.
1: About uh, about you know, okay, yeah. I
0: wouldn't be surprised if there's to learn that there's ten thousand or however many thousands there are okay you fly on you fly on an airplane to go you know wherever um, you know like wherever you go there's in an, an abundance of craft breweries you know
1: it seems that way now when you get those centers where it's saturated but for the most part we're starting to get some that uh, you're starting to, you're starting to just it's starting to creep it's like a virus
0: yeah so so when you travel good guy. And, and you fly somewhere, I mean, if you drive somewhere, it's not it's not hard to bring back <laughs> beer. You know, you got your car, you can just drive it home. But when you're flying places, you can't. It's it's hard to to bring beer home. And right. you know, there's so many beers that I have found while traveling, where it's like I would love to I would love to bring this home so I can like you know share it with friends or other of my. Well, beer, yeah, crap like beer people that I know, three Floyds like, for
1: me. I'd love to have that out here. There's no distribution. Exactly, add. yeah. It's hard to get back. You know,
0: so so this the Nashville Airport has actually uh, is home to I, w- I don't want to say the first ever, but probably one of one of the ones that's going to spark this trend. But the Tennessee Tennessee Brew Works opened a little kiosk inside the airport, and they're selling four and six packs. Of their top five beers, which includes like a blonde ale, an IPA, a stout, stuff like that. So you can actually buy your four and six packs inside the airport and take it onto the plane to bring home.
1: So it's like when you go uh, to McDonald's or whatever there, and you can take it with you. But in this case, it's it, beer. in this
0: case it's beer, and you can take you can actually bring it on the airplane and fly it back safely. Wow. So I mean, right now, like if you go, you can get a suitcase, and you can stick your Stick your crowlers or your four-packs or your six-packs or your bomber bottles or your growlers even, what have you. And you can load them up into your suitcase. But, I mean, if you think of all that weight, you know, that one six-pack ca- six could be the difference between, you know, having a bag fly free or having a bag cost you 25 or $50. So do you really want to pay $50 on just having one six-pack come back?
1: I, I'd, pay, I'd pay for a whole extra seat for a Sherpa to carry everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, true. But, no, it's just cool. So... uh <laughs> So no, no, Tennessee no, 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 Brew Works, no, no, no. yeah, they they have a little kiosk and you can actually sit there and have a have some pints too, because they're just they're doing draft beer and pints where you can sit there and drink while you're while you're waiting for your plane to board. And uh and actually I looked it up and they're I think the only other brewery that's doing something like that is the Stone Brewery out of San Diego. They have uh, growlers and bottles available to go. So that you can take those yeah, off. At the plane airport? At the airport.
1: It's I've only flown I've never, out of there once.
0: I've never been to the San Diego. Er, it's San Diego small, it's airport. Diego. It's like a Burbank style. But airport. I've only I've only read about this. Huh. So,
1: that, I think that's a great. I think but. again, that's two great ideas in the news right there. Yeah, I'm on board. Seriously, we're and and honestly, we're getting low on time here. So you better finish that <laughs> beer. over Damn. There. No, we're we're actually going to make sure that we keep track of the rounds this time because we dropped the ball. There were two whole shows where we. Dear God, that man can swallow. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> there were two whole shows. We only got there three rounds, and that's an ink scale. Shitty, <laughs> show me up.
0: Bitch! <laughs> yeah, Time to put your mouth where your beers are. That's what she said.
1: Dear God. All right.
0: So, we ready for another story?
1: I'm ready for. I'm. I'm always ready for another story. Damn I love stories. Damn.
0: Damn. Damn!
1: Damn!
0: Damn! Damn! Hoover Dam.
1: <laughs> what? What? Hoover Dam. <laughs> okay. So Hoover Dam. Is for this those, like a who's on first thing? Uh, I don't follow. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, so the yep. Hoover
0: Dam. <laughs> very, uh, it's a very well-known monument, if you want to call it that, uh, located in Nevada, off of. Uh,
1: <sighs> so, we're taking a moment to drink. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, we're back. All right, so dam,
0: Damn. as we were at, so uh, so the Hoover Dam, um, basically on the on the Colorado River by Lake Mead.
1: Yeah, it's like um Colorado half hour River. outside. Well, forty forty five minutes outside of Vegas.
0: Something. I mean, definitely something that if you've never seen, it's always it's always a cool sight. I think it's soars about soars not really soars, but it's about. Seven seven hundred and something feet high off of the water level, and it's.
1: I went there last year. Uh, I was at a convention in Vegas, and we all took a trip out there. And it, you stand on the edge and you look down, it's it's it ain't small. There's there's nothing small about it.
0: No no nothing at all. That's what she said. And the water there at the dam can can get I think about six hundred and fifty six hundred and fifty feet deep, which is just huge. So let's talk about this Welsh guy. At the okay. dam,
1: let's talk about the damn Welsh guy.
0: So, you had a, you got this Welsh guy. His name is Aaron Hughes. He's a 28 year old forklift driver um, from the UK, and he was out here for for a bachelor party with some of his friends. You know,
1: a stag, uh, a, stag
0: a stag event, stag, a stag on, yeah, a stag, stag do sure as they call them. stag do, whatever it is. I'm still not sure that's what it means, but let's go with that. So, you know, in Vegas, you go to Vegas to have a good time, do we not?
1: No, not me. I, I just want to go and just have a terrible time.
0: Yeah. Absolutely it's just, it's just horrible.
1: It's awful out there. I hate it. That's why I go so much.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like living with an ocean view. Oh, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. Beers just showed up.
0: Round two.
1: It got here and I almost took a drink. Oh, it's a drop.
0: Utah, give me two. So anyway, so uh, good old Aaron Hughes so was sitting there. Uh, he was hanging out with uh, his buddies on this bachelor party, and they were partying for like 37 hours. And they all <laughs> decided to go venture and, you know, take a gander at the old Hoover Dam. And th- it doesn't really say why he did it. He, it just in his head, he was just like, you know what, screw it. He's Welsh, right? Welsh, yeah. So I mean, go. explains a lot. There you go. So he was just sitting there, and he was like, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna do it. And he jumped in the water, and he. Swam across the Colorado River. So,
1: well, was it on the Colorado side or was it on the lake side?
0: On, on like, the river side, I think.
1: Oh. Well, if no, I think it's on the lake side. Because that's, well, yeah, 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 that's where the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a long, long swim right and, there. Uh,
0: so it was like 40, 45 degrees um, outside, and he was just like, you know what, screw it. I was just standing there. I'm just going to swim across. That's
1: nothing for a Welshman.
0: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so. So I guess he was like halfway, halfway through, about 30 minutes. It was like an hour-long swim. And, uh, Good Lord. Yeah. So I guess it was like halfway through when he felt in a, I'm mean, going to use this quote, he felt knackered. <laughs> he was well, only, knackered only. there, wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. he, Governor? <laughs> he, he was knackered, and then he started hearing the cops yelling. And then when he got out, he got arrested and cuffed, and <laughs> he got a $330 fine.
1: That's it? Yeah. So, so he jumps in Lake Mead, right there where the dam is. And and swims across for an hour.
0: Yeah. So so the cop the cop yeah. said in his whole lifetime he had never seen anything like it. Like he's never seen anyone that man should shoot get up a medal. He should. Well, he do got metal handcuffs. You, <laughs> do you see what
1: you can accomplish drunk? Yeah. My and, God. And
0: actually, the the cop that arrested him said that the man was quote unquote fueled by booze. Fueled.
1: <laughs> Damn straight. He was. And being
0: Vegas, you know who 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 knows what else he was fueled oh, man, by. That-
1: well, I mean, he probably hadn't stopped drinking, or or he probably hadn't even slept for for days. Well, they said he was
0: partying for thirty seven hours. Oh, there we go. So there is that. Holy crap! And, uh, yeah. So they were saying that the only chance, the only reason that he survived that was because nine out of ten of the turbines on the dam were like not were off at the time.
1: I choose to believe this because he was fueled by booze. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. That's that's how we all. That's and, what i uh, You know, in a little quick interview with uh, Mr. Hughes that I read, um, he said. He has, no, he has no regrets about it, mm. and he actually has a tattoo that says no regrets because that's just the kind of person he is. Oh, jeez. So, hey, here's, here's to hey, no regrets. Hey,
1: cheers to the Welshman. My God. Well done, <laughs> sir. That, that is actually pretty amazing. I'm going to be honest. Oh, sorry. You're cheersing me. Hello. I was looking over here. My bad. My bad. There it is. There it is. Um, Okay, so uh, is that all the news uh, for now? That's all we've got for this time. Come on, don't ask too
0: much of me over here.
1: I I know, man. I I know how you are. Um, All right, well, now we're going to talk a little fantasy football. We're going to have a little bit of a...
0: The old booze and tug update. The
1: old booze and tug update. So
0: So real quick about this league, I thought I was getting worried for you and your team playing against the old Darby the Booze Hound. I
1: thought for sure Darby was going to take me down. I, I was humiliated. Because I thought that you got beat by a dog. Yeah, I, I thought that um, I was going to get beat by my own booze hound, and that did not happen. Would you um, have?
0: Uh, would you have disowned her?
1: No, You've seen the picture. She's way too cute for that. Um, <laughs> would she have disowned you? She? No, no. She just would have owned me. She already does. I swear to God, I spent so much money on it. But let's talk a little bit of uh, let's talk a little fantasy football here. So we crushed the unfiltered gentleman last or this past week, week one. Um, here, here, real quick. Here's the summary of the results. The guru, of course, as he should, got the most amount of points of this week at 95. Me and you, Otter, were tied at 94, so we'll say second and third or whatever.
0: I think I'm. I think I came in with a little beginner's luck.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know what? Don't don't discount yourself. Um, and then we finally get to the unfiltered gentleman at number four, which is Tug Jones, their guy, their main guy, Tug Jones. Um, he came in at seventy-eight, which is significantly less than um, than both of us. And here's where it gets fun. So Tug Jones came in at number four. Who came in at number five?
0: I, I didn't follow the league that well.
1: Uh, Darby the Booze Hound. Yeah. Oh. So we uh. had one one guy from the other side, from the Unfiltered Gentleman, that did better than my dog. So
0: one of the tugs infiltrated <laughs> the old. The and you old know who came leaders. in
1: right behind Darby? Dan's beard. So both Darby and Dan's beard beat Tug Scott and Tug Dan at fantasy football. So the uh, unfiltered
0: gentlemen, it's safe to say that they are just terrible.
1: Well, no, on week one, they were terrible. I'm not, you know, there's the, the uh, cruel mistress of fantasy football swings both ways. Um, <laughs> As I mean, do
0: some other people I know.
1: Um, I, mean, I didn't mean it like that. But, That's what she said. um <laughs> But uh, the week one winner was us. We won by 95 points. Um, Of course, overall, we're going to keep track overall of winnings um, and and points. And right now, we are the overall leader by 95 points. What's funny about that is 95 points is exactly how much the highest score was by the guru. So we literally beat them by the highest score of the league. So now let's move on to who won the Charlie Sheen Award uh, this time. And that goes out to Dan. Tug Dan winning
0: the carlos erwin estevez memorial award for shitting the bed droopy eyed armless children
1: but you love to party i'm by winning i don't know man i was banging seven gram rocks so because he got beat by his own facial hair and he got beat by 23 points that's that's over three touchdowns Three touchdowns, basically three touchdowns and the extra point. Uh, the PAT is uh, twenty-one points. So um, he he shot the bed like it's never been shot before. But kudos to him for being the inaugural winner of the Charlie Sheen, the Carlos Irwin Estevez Memorial Award for shitting the bed. No one can ever take that away from you, buddy. So well done, Dan. I uh, really uh, salute you.
0: So, so real quick with this uh, with the shitting the bed trophy, are we doing it? Uh, whoever wins whoever loses weekly or is it who's ever weekly in last place
1: no no whoever really messed it up and here's how he messed it so up so the
0: scores from the previous weeks will not have anything to no, do no, with it it's, it's, it's a just weekly. whoever does okay yeah weekly. it's weekly all right
1: and here and here's why he got it this time not only did he lose to his own facial hair but uh he left a guy in the lineup that was out which odb old dirty bastard uh odell beckham jr didn't play and he was in the lineup and he left 14 points on the bench with the Ravens running back Terrence West, who could have added to his points. But even then, and that's still only 14 points when he needed 23 to beat his own facial hair. So um, let's look at let's look at week two here coming up on week two, the week two preview, as it were. So Darby's taking you on and is projected to win by four points. So yeah, she might get right. her first win of the season against you. Um, Dan, uh, who, who gets the award this week, faces Tug Jones and is projected to lose again. <laughs> Dan's beard is... Shit in the bed. No, might, he might get this twice in a row. We're just going to put his face on that award from now on. He might
0: not, not, not get it.
1: Uh, there are so many knots there. Like, what do you mean? Like I he, might <laughs> he might get it every week. He might get it every week. He might. Better him than us. So Dan's beard might continue the winning streak and is projected to win over Scott. Um, However, that projection, uh, Scott currently has David Johnson in his lineup. David Johnson is out. Um, he was the number one pick. Everyone's drooling over David Johnson. Uh, he got out in like the first half, but in some of the first, I think the first quarter of the first game, he is out. He's on the IR. He's still in Scott's lineup. So that, that kind of affects the projection. However, the only replacement he has for a running back, because he has all wide receivers on his bench, the only replacement he has is Eddie Lacy, who's basically a giant meatball in tights, and is projected to get two points, so Scott is still projected to lose to Dan's beard. So Dan's beard might continue that winning streak. So that is the weekly, uh, the old booze and tug update. The just, old booze I just and like to tug shout update. Out to you
0: that I don't, I don't watch football, and I've never played fantasy before. And if you lose, if you lose against me, that just means you're that bad.
1: Well, I don't know, man. Well, we're all look, we're all in this together, and we're here to help you out and make sure that you do what you got to do. Hey, and I'm I'm doing all right. Well, I mean, you you were what do we actually. What cracks me up is that you were kind of talking a little bit of crap, a little bit. You're kind of a little bit like, hey, hey, where are your points, guys? You're posting on the message board, you're like, what's up?
0: I thought that's what the message board was for. Oh,
1: it, it absolutely is. But and no one responded. I responded. That, you, no, no, you didn't. No, hey, I, you. I responded. It was actually after you lost. But what's funny is that that's why fantasy football is great because had you played anyone else but the guru you would have won, except for me. Like, we would have tied. But had you played anyone else, you would have won. Instead, you lost by one point <laughs> after all the shit talking. So um, that's why fantasy football is amusing to me. Are you looking it up right now just to make sure? Yeah. Uh,
0: do, do all the messages change from week to week?
1: Yes, they do. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so there's that.
0: Well, I still disagree that you message back. <laughs> Round three.
1: These oh, rounds come up quick. I'll have another. We'll have another.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, it's about time for round three. I was getting kind of parched.
1: Oh my god! Hey, everybody, we're all
0: gonna get, get late. coming!
1: Boy. That escalated quickly. It really feels like it did. <laughs> All right, round three. So um, we're moving on to just a few uh, quick little things here before we uh, move on towards. Uh, we start we're rounding the corner towards the last part of the show here. Um, so last week we talked about Betty Davis. Home stretch. The home stretch. Last week we talked about Betty Davis, one of the funkiest women you've ever met. Um, and I mentioned that uh, that vinyl we please sends out not only the record, not only artwork, but they send out a cocktail recipe. Well, I like that. I like that as well. I like uh, that a lot. And here today, uh, we had uh, the crafty bartenders here at the Mission Oaks Cafe uh, make us up a little something for uh, our next round of Vinyl Libations. All right, so here's what we have here now in front of us, and I I took a few pictures of this as it showed up, so I will post this out, um, both on Twitter and also on the draft page. What we have in front of us is called a Southern Psychedelia.
0: I got, like the sound of it.
1: It's kind of pink. Um, it's got a uh, lemon wedge in it. It's a martini.
0: I believe they call that a lemon wheel.
1: A wheel. Yeah, yeah, that is more a wheel of, a, of lemon. More of a wheel than a wedge. <laughs> well said, sir. Um, yeah, hello. I've been drinking. Um, this has got two ounces of rye whiskey. It's got about a half ounce of fresh lemon juice. I saw them make it. They put in fresh lemon juice. It's got okay. some simple syrup. It's got pomegranate liqueur. And it's got absinthe. All right. I can smell the absinthe coming off of this right now. So. Um,
0: so before we start tasting these, uh, I brought a I brought a friend on the show. Yes. So let's intro- introduce you all to a good friend, Lawrence, who sometimes goes by Larry.
1: Welcome in, Larry Lawrence.
0: And that's exactly how he is saved in my phone too. Larry Lawrence. Larry Lawrence. Larry Lawrence. When I when I met him after we had been drinking, I. I didn't know if his name was Larry or if he went by Larry or if he went by Lawrence, and I thought it best to just save it as both. I, I don't the same know, thing. but he's one of my he's one of my buddies that uh probably one of my top picks if I had to go out drinking some with someone. So if you're we, if
1: you're doing a fantasy team of drinking buddies, he'd be like your first pick.
0: No second like round draft. Second. Like, <laughs> yeah, for some reason he just likes me in second pick. Always second pick. Sloppy
1: Second Lawrence. That's what I've heard about.
0: Larry Lawrence. Uh. Oh, is that, does he already have a nickname?
1: <laughs> he does now. Sloppy
0: Second Lawrence. <laughs> Sloppy all right. Larry. So let's get like into it. this Southern psychedelia, shall we? Hello.
1: Now, uh, Larry, have you had you've had absinthe before, right? I have not had absinthe. Oh, okay. Because this has got this is stinking. You know, about let, let, let's let's give a little break, real quick. You know what I think this calls for?
0: What? Some of that seventies porn music.
1: Oh? oh. I think it's. This I is, mean, it, not
0: that that was a bad song or anything, but.
1: Look, I love me some Betty Davis. Let's get in the mood. Yeah, boy, this is. Uh, I'm let's this really open. hone
0: it in. Just hone it in. Are you? Are you honing? I'm always honing.
1: I'm honing here under the honing. table. Honing. <laughs> that.
0: That's what she said. Yeah, it is. So let's uh, let's get into this. So, so you smell it? it smells a uh, of grapefruit and lemonade and absinthe.
1: Wow! So I, I just took a sip. Literally, like... Uh, oh, boy. That blew my mind a little bit. Like, so many flavors are in this? Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick, the bartender, was like, uh, how is that? And we're like, dude, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. It's Holy punch. crap. Please, boy. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that's what she said. Yeah, he <laughs> does
0: aim to please. Um, wow, that is... He does. That is tasty. So I get almost like a nice juicy flavor up front, and then just the back end, it's just... The absinthe just completely wipes it out of your mouth.
1: Well, what's funny is like I've only gotten a hint of absinthe. Like I thought I'd taste it a lot more, but I mean that's why it's like a swirl. Um, so again,
0: um, For me, it almost just like evaporates off of my senses.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I actually like the aftertaste of it and everything. That is yeah. wow. That's um that's a good go to drink. So again, that's rye whiskey. That's what uh, we call a sleeper. Fresh. <laughs> this yeah, this will be a sleeper. Fresh uh, lemon juice, simple syrup, uh, pomegranate, and absinthe. And what's interesting is, um, finally, please, will will have guest uh, mixologists uh, create these drinks. In this case, it was Black Shirt Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado. Uh, so actually, they had a they
0: had a someone a brewery actually. Made uh, they the had drink. a
1: brewery that come up with this drink. Well, you know that,
0: that kind of makes sense because a lot of brewers are kind of like in tune with like you know all the like when it goes into making a beer, you have all these different flavors, and you have to like you know the the flavors that come from the malt and the flavors that come from the hops and like the, the like the the nose you get like the scents that you get from the hops that's you know you have to put it all together and create a beer which is everything mixed together and it has to taste well or taste great otherwise it's just going to be a bad beer. Oh, damn,
1: that is that is good.
0: So you can use like the Pardon. best ingredients and if it doesn't mix well with each other, I mean, so, I mean having someone that works at a brewery that. You know, that kind of makes sense Well, because you know, they're, they're, able, to, tuned to they're the able to put the pieces together. And exactly. granted, this isn't beer, but, you know, like, you know, grapefruit or lemon or whatever. You get right. those kind of tasting notes or flavor notes from hops and from different ingredients. You used right. to make beer. So, I mean.
1: Sloppy Larry, what do you think?
0: Sloppy Larry. <laughs> um, I like it. It's pungent, kind of with the absence. So you, uh, you breathe out your nose, you kind of feel it come out. Um, but it's flavorful, especially with the lemon wedge. Wow, I really uh, it's a, a lemon detail. wheel. Uh, lemon a wheel, lemon wedge. <laughs> I don't
1: know why we're all into lemon wedges. <laughs>
0: it's the lemon wheel.
1: God damn! Um, that, hey, this, this is the auto's drink. Oh my god!
0: But yeah, I mean that's definitely something I could I could see myself ordering out like at a bar at, at you know whatever yeah, if good. they have absinthe available. Yeah, that was that was very good. At the top of a building. And let's, uh, let's talk about this absinthe, though. That's I mean, a first smell of absinthe, or that absinthe, is well, absolutely palate-wrecking.
1: It, it is. It is. And for Just me... Bring that
0: bottle over here.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Shots pretty <laughs> It's got a monkey on it.
0: Done with the porn music already. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's good. All good things must come to an end.
1: <laughs> it always gets me a little too excited. Stay on target. No, so this is um, this is actually um, absinthe that is uh, the serious deal right here.
0: Yeah, we got a Absinthe Verte, St. George, fine brandy with the choicest herbs.
1: Choice. <laughs> All right, Hamilton. Cool.
0: So our fine absinthe Verte is the result of years of patient experimentation in herbal distillation. Its complexity comes from the use of fine brandy, Star Anise, mint, wormwood, lemon balm. This is a new one for me. Hyssop? Is that hyssop? H-Y-S-S-O-P?
1: Hyssop? H-Y-S-S-O-P? Hyssop? I've I've never heard I've never heard of that.
0: Well someone listening has to know. So <laughs> someone will know. Hey uh, tweet us uh, at
1: uh, boozling if you know what that is. Hyssop.
0: H Y S S O P Okay. Um, also continuing on the list. Meadow Basil, or as Austin Powers would say, basil.
1: I think they're making some of these up.
0: Fennel, tarragon, and stinging nettles. Ooh, I like Don't that. all nettles kind of sting you? Um, Whether it's in the.
1: So you're saying it's redundant. Uh. The department, department of redundancy department. Otters need to stay hydrated. All right, I'm actually falling behind. We got one more round to get through here. Um, uh, no, so I like that a lot. So that's the uh, Southern Psychedelia, uh, whiskey, lemon juice, uh, simple syrup, pomegranate, and absinthe swirl. You can't actually get absinthe legally here in America now, so don't be fooled by the fake stuff. But the,
0: uh, the absinthe that you get out here, it's a, it's a different type of... Not app. anymore. Like it's, oh, it used to be. Because it used to be like...
1: what used to be illegal. And okay. it was about five or six years ago maybe even seven years ago, that it became legal. And I only know that because a friend of mine opened an absinthe bar. Really? Yeah. And uh, Where is this absinthe bar at? San Francisco, of course. <laughs> Potential draft
0: <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. That's absounding.
1: But, I mean, like, and, and in fact, the, the bottle of absinthe that we used in this today is, is one I got as a present. And the only reason I hadn't opened it yet is I wanted to do the actual real way of doing it with the sugar cube. You have a certain uh, spoon that you put the sugar cube on. You pour water over it. There's, there's a whole method of drinking yeah there's absinthe. like a whole
0: technique and now Art.
1: actually if you go online and you look around they actually have just like they have for for smoking weed they have these little uh, uh, paraphernalia for for maximum for, for absinthe for maximum absinthe enjoyment where oh, you can wow. actually what's interesting is that the the water over the uh, sugar cube and the absinthe don't mix in like it mixes in a weird way where these these contraptions glass contraptions, I, I swear to God, it's just like <laughs> paraphernalia, um, splits it up and like it's this weird kind of layered effect and everything. And, oh, wow. And apparently it's really, really awesome, man. So I was kind of saving this bottle to either do something cool like this where we make this great drink that we just had or I experienced that. Clearly, um, this came first and here we are. So... um so that is um, that was vinyl libations this time around, and now we're on to uh, our final round of the evening, uh, round four. Final round.
0: Never mind that shit.
1: Can you blow
0: me where the pampers is? <laughs> so you know, as, as we're drinking this, there's just something I there's just something I want to talk about too. So we we were talking about about Aaron Hughes, that that drunk Welsh guy swimming across the. Uh, across God bless the, him. Uh,
1: God bless Aaron Hughes. The old Hughes, uh,
0: Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. Hoover. Hoover. The Hoover Dam. What so, uh, damn Hoover Dam. So it kind of kind of kind of made me uh, reminisce about you know the things that I've done when I was drunk.
1: Okay. I want to hear these stories. It's a I know, long list. No, I'm I,
0: just like, well, yeah, there's yeah, a long I mean, list.
1: I, I, anyone that's played rugby like you have, Otter, has a list of dumb shit they've done drunk.
0: Well, not necessarily all dumb. <laughs> Sometimes brilliant at the time. Sometimes it's just strict genius drunk ingenuity. And, uh, and Lawrence here, again, uh, like I said, he'd be on my one of my top spots on my, my S- beer drinking team. Second round. Second round. Um, you know, like we 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 did a trip to Oregon, and most of that will will be uh, remain unmentioned.
1: No, I, I saw the pictures. That's actually first when you got involved with booze league, and I we were talking about that trip where you don't remember most of the weekend. You got drunk early, and
0: yeah, we what was it? We landed Wednesday night, and we uh, we woke up Sunday to come to to go to the airport again, and we yeah, left. We woke so up basically a Wednesday to fell asleep, wake up Sunday. Yeah, we basically came out of our lull on Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, boy, was that a fun trip indeed. That was indeed. a lot of fun. <laughs> no absinthe, though. No absinthe. Well, we did have this, uh, and, you know, it's a place that I'd actually love to venture to. Again, uh, if you're ever in the Portland area, I don't remember the name of the bar, so I'm not going to be much help. That, that's we had really this, uh, a terrible story. It was a burnt maple old-fashioned.
1: Oh. Oh. It was So classic. he
0: made the old-fashioned with... Uh, Non-traditional ingredients, mainly traditional. I mean, there was, uh, like, old-fashioned and everything, but...
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying the ingredients in old-fashioned is old-fashioned? No. <laughs> that, that might have been a different drink, actually. No, the
0: the way he made it, he made it. He And then uh, he had a piece of maple wood. The bartender had a piece of maple wood that he lit on fire and then covered it in this big glass oh, yeah. cover thing, and it really attracted a lot of the, the maple way to do flavors.
1: It. Best way to do it.
0: And, uh... Yeah, that that was very memorable. I,
1: I encountered an old-fashioned like that in Temecula. There's a place called 1909 in Temecula, and, and Temecula is well worth going to. I mean, oh, it's, absolutely. It's kind of become a wine area now, but there's also a you know, there's number There's actually a lot of good breweries out a there. A lot of good breweries, in, and got, they got the little downtown area. You got
0: Garage Brewing, which is really cool. It's actually a, partnered up with a pizza place. You got Black Market. Um, you got a You got a ballast point there, but... There, the location's there, nice.
1: There, there are two, uh, and I wish I could remember the name. I, I took some pictures for Booze League um, that are that are close to downtown, like a couple blocks from downtown. But downtown is all now gastropubs. Yeah. And, and 1909 did the same thing that you did or that, that uh, your place went, where they made a uh, old-fashioned, but they burned a piece of wood first, they put it on there, after, and it did the whole thing. And it, um, it kind of took me back to when I used to bartend and mojitos first came around. You'd send out a mojito to a table, and it'd be like, hey, it turns out it's a bachelorette party, and everybody now wants a mojito. They're, they're like these these bomb drinks. And I don't mean bomb as in, well, they were good, but they, they, they got there, they exploded, and then you get an order for like seven. And so you get these bartenders at 1909 where they make this old-fashioned, and everybody at the bar is like, Ooh, what are they doing? You know, like,
0: hey, I'll take, I'll have what she's have having. Eight. Yeah, I'll have one. <laughs> eight,
1: we'll get three. Like, and next thing you know, there's like pieces of wood and smoke everywhere because they're making these old fashions. Well worth it, absolutely well worth it. But Sounds it's kind of funny everywhere. to watch. It's time to go
0: pro with your bad habit.
1: Everybody,
0: Everybody! booze league radio.
1: All right, so the other thing I want to get to, and this, this, the reason I want to get to this is it made me think about it a lot. Craft beer, we all agree, craft beer is the way to go. We, we're all big fans of craft beer. I've kind of thought after this commercial, and if you haven't seen it yet, look it up on YouTube. Just look up New Bush, B-U-S-C-H, New Bush commercial, and you're going to get a commercial that sounds like this. I'm going to play it for you real quick, and I'm going to go into uh, why I think this is an interesting commercial.
0: Bush. As crisp and cold as a mountain stream. It has the same great taste it's always had. Even the same sound. Bush.
1: So... This commercial features a guy in, like, a lumberjack-type shirt. Not not full-on lumberjack, but he's standing out in the middle of the woods, and he's holding a bush beer, and he walks up, and, you know, he says, you know, the thing.
0: Bush. As crisp and cold as a mountain stream. It has the same great taste it's always had.
1: So he comes up, and you know, he says all that. He's like, hey, have you seen my bush, basically? And he's holding the beer, like, in his hand, and he, then he opens it up, and we get the, uh... Even the same sound. Bush. And as that's happening, we get cuts to a deer looking up, a beaver looking around. Um, uh, there's a uh, nice beaver. There's an eagle in a tree. Like it, and he's standing there uncomfortably. Why this can is making this shh kind of sound? But what's funny is that the focus is on bush, bush. Okay. There's so much bush in this commercial that it is ridiculous, and it got me thinking about craft beer um, and their commercials versus the the power of advertising of some of these bigger ones. Like, look at some of the ads that uh, Anheuser Busch put out. Well, <laughs> Anheuser Busch um, put out with the uh, where they're kind of against the uh, the craft breweries. You know that the one like you can keep your mango, whatever. Like the, the guy had the like super handlebar mustache when he was. Drinking it or whatever.
0: Well, it kind of makes me think of the uh, the, the Keystone commercials.
1: With, with Keith Stone? Keith
0: Stone, always smooth.
1: That guy was badass. Yeah.
0: The one where he actually holds out his arm and he's like, Keith Stone. And the the bald eagle lands on his arm. Right. He's like, always smooth. Right. And, and they all the got girls a are eagle. like, oh, Keith
1: Stone. Like, oh, my God, I love you. So you you think about what the, the macro breweries put out for commercials versus craft like craft is running on a roots kind of movement, movement right i mean well, it's more of a brand like, than you, it is a commercial do you
0: think craft beer really needs or wants to put out like pay that money to like put out a commercial not i mean all. they're, they're, they're not. strictly well, well, just word of mouth just everyone's like like for me i have a lot of friends where i'm like hey like have you guys checked out this new brewery you know like let's say institution for example Right. really close to me like have you been to institution yet no you haven't what are you doing? Not going there, and then boom, they're there.
1: And that—that's exactly your welcome institution. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, well, you're welcome institution. We deserve like a free cake for all the shit
0: we've. Yeah, and time. I'm even wearing one of your hats right now.
1: What's up? <laughs> now? Pictures to come.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, no, and that's actually my point is that the the way that shit gets sold between a macro versus a craft brewery is is very very different. I mean, you have, you have commercials that people talk about. Like, this was a Super Bowl. This, this particular commercial. Bush. Bush. Vagina. Well, sorry, not the last I've one. I'm having a hard time getting through the bush. Oops. <laughs> nice Beaver. But, but, oh, but that Go was ahead. a Super Bowl commercial. They paid a lot of money for, and now here we are talking about it as, as the season begins again. But craft breweries, it's all you wearing the hat, telling someone, hey, yeah. And it's almost like, you know, with a
0: with the macro brews, you know, like putting out commercials like that. They're 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 selling their beer. Right. Which not necessarily a bad thing. But you take the craft breweries like the smaller ones like the institutions, the Fig Mountains, the the 14 Cannons, which we'll get there one day. And it's I mean, they don't put out commercials, but it's all word of mouth, but they're more they're more about the experience,
1: and it goes back to like, what like have we've you always have said. you
0: heard of anyone going? It's like you know, like if me, if I'm going to go out for a night to a brewery, I'll go to like institution. Say, I'm going there to drink and enjoy it. It's like I'll never go to, and I don't even think they offer it, but I'll never go to like you know, Budweiser and have a couple of pints and wind down with some of the regulars. <laughs> Like, They've, does that even happen? I don't know. <laughs> no, they're they're just out there mass producing beer.
1: We got to look into that though, because if it does happen, I want to I want to delve into that because that's interesting.
0: <laughs> that uh, that would be cool. But I mean, it's like you know, with, like with who craft shows breweries. up at the
1: uh, at the Budweiser tap room at the Budweiser? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, I'm I'm here for a mug, <laughs> just Clydesdales. <laughs> it yeah, just pretty tastes much. Like that would be, a problem. but it's like but no, it for me, like craft breweries, way. like I love going to craft breweries that I've never even heard of that someone Why? close to me has been like, hey, have you ch- checked out this spot? And I'm like, no, I haven't. I will definitely check that out, and I'll go there, and I'll have a great time, and I'll definitely be back again. Like, for me, like, back when uh, back when Topa Topa opened, I went there, I think, like, a week after they opened, because my, you know, like, my cousin lives in Ventura, so me and him were like, hey, let's go check out this new brewery. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love breweries, so we went there. And, I mean, granted, Topa Topa, when they opened, they got a lot busier than they planned on, so they... They sold through a lot of their beer, so they were kind of like backed up, like rebrewing a bunch of things. But I still had a great time, and the beer they had was delicious. And I was back, and I told so many people, I was like, "Dude, if you go to Ventura, you gotta check out Topa Toba. Like,
1: well, it's it's a word of mouth versus yeah. the mass marketing, and yeah. and that's something we're gonna get to uh, eventually in a uh, in a later show. But I thought that that Bush commercial was actually very very interesting. Bush. Bush. Vagina um, was very, very interesting to me. How uh, and, and it really made me is interesting in just the fact it led me down the road towards uh, Bush. <laughs> Bush. Bush, I love Bush, <laughs> let's be honest. But, um,
0: the commission yeah. loves Bush,
1: yeah, that's it's it's a that's uh, a news flash, but, um. No, it, it just kind of made me think about how the marketing happens. Word of mouth is always more powerful. Craft beer is has it owns that segment, and the big ones don't. But um, we'll get to that in a later one. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this uh, this particular uh, show up, as it were. Um. So that has been draft number. What are we on seven now?
0: Have, we, have you been drinking too much? You can't remember what count we're on?
1: Well, I got some absent in my life, so here we yeah, are.
0: Well, yeah, that was draft seven.
1: Draft number seven. Um, Give or take. If you want to check out any of what we were talking about, Institution Ales was our beer of the day. InstitutionAles.com. Uh, MissionOaksCafe.com is where we are at today. And uh, thank you, Lawrence, for coming on the show. Sloppy Larry. Sloppy the second Larry. Sloppy Larry. Thank you, guys. Always try to show and take around, so... God bless you You'll be hearing more Sloppy Larry At uh, some point In another uh, draft
0: I'll be here again
1: As well Uh, Find us on uh, iTunes Find us on Stitcher Radio Uh, If you do go to our website Each draft page Does have links And pictures From each uh, recording Uh, Go check that out Download us Share it with your friends Uh, Let's try and get this uh, Nationwide
0: Help us help you
1: All right, cheers everybody Thanks for listening
0: (laughs) Cheers guys